Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Blue Jackets fans, happy Sunday. Welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. That's right, it is a special Sunday afternoon edition of Locked On Blue Jackets with me, your host, Jay Foster. And we're going to be talking about whatever that was that happened last night in St. Louis. Uh, it wasn't all bad, but some of it was pretty pretty bad, so we're going to talk about that. Before we get started, though, I want to thank everybody for making this your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener or somewhere in between. I appreciate you. So let's talk about last night, I guess. Uh, Losing 6-3 in St. Louis just a bad night for basically everyone except for Adam Boquist, uh, it looks like. So we'll, uh, we start off, we, we opened the scoring and things were looking pretty positive. It was one nothing by the end of the first period. Boone Jenner on the power play, obviously, uh, stealing a goal from Warensky. Just a, what a, what a tip-in goal. Like, that was just perfect. Uh, I think it would have gone in even if he hadn't touched it, but still, just great work from Boo Jenner, hitting 10 goals on the season for the first time in like three seasons, I think, which is not great in terms of like previous seasons, but hey, he's he's making the most of what he has. Uh... Okay, he hit 11 goals in 70 games in 2019-20. So one more goal and he has uh, beaten that in, you know, less than half of the games. Uh, 10 goals in 19 games so far. He's on pace for like, what, 41 goals or something crazy like that? I imagine that will not stick around, but it's still pretty pretty fun to think about. Uh, And then... It kind of went downhill from there. Pretty strong first period. Uh, we were even in shots, seven apiece. And then I made some kind of snarky joke about how good job not getting scored on in the last minute of the first period. So obviously they allowed two goals in the first two minutes of the second period. Uh, one from Pavel Buknevich, uh, which was his first home goal as a St. Louis Blue. He was traded from New York uh, in the offseason, I believe. Uh, so based on tonight's game, I'm pretty glad he's not still in New York, is is all I'll say. Uh, Ivan Barbashev scores two minutes later. Buknevich gets an assist, and then Jordan Cairo scores halfway through the second period to make it 3-1 Blues. Uh, not, not our finest showing. After a pretty strong first period, the second was not good. I think it was it went up to something like 9 nothing in shots for St. Louis before we registered a shot on goal. Shots were 17-8 to 8 
for St. Louis. Uh, and we showed a little bit of uh, fight in the third period. Not a ton. Uh, Adaboquist, who was my player of the game, scores his second in two games. Uh, power play goal. Primary assist for Jacob Voracek, as is tradition. Makes it 3-2. Uh, unfortunately, it is followed by goals from Justin Falk. Another one from Pavel Buknevich. And another one from Ivan Barbashev before Boquist scores to make it 6-3 with, like, two and a half minutes left. Pull the goalie. They try their best. They can't seem to even that score any any more than, than they did. Like, going from a 6-2 game to a 6-3 game does make it feel a little bit less of like a just an absolute pasting but it's still not I don't know it's not what I expected it's I don't think it's what anyone expected um I don't really know if anyone in particular is to blame here apart from the fact that no one seemed to turn up there was a little bit more fight in uh in the third period in terms of like attempts uh we outshot them 12 to 9 final shots on goal were 33 for st louis 27 for columbus uh we had them beaten in face-offs as always uh the power play continues to be pretty good the penalty kill continues to be perfect uh they didn't allow a power play goal we scored on 50 percent of our power plays so all all Pretty good things, uh, just disappointing in terms of defense and just lots of lots of silly uh, silly mistakes. I think, uh, which we'll talk about in a minute. We'll talk about what was good, what was not so good. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Direct TV. Does it sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favourite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbour's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favourites together like never before, so you can watch your favourite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. I mean, no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and here's the best bit, there is no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com, that is D-I-R-E-C-T-V.com. Compatible device required, content varies by package. Welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you once again for making us your first listen of the day. I really appreciate it, whether you are a first-time listener or a regular listener, you know, you are welcome. So let's talk, uh, let's talk about what we liked from this game, because it's a much shorter list than what we didn't like. Uh, Adam Boquist has gone from strength to strength. Uh, He looked phenomenal. I thought he was our best player by far. Scored two goals, doubling his goal total for the season. He's got four on the season. Uh, Three of them were scored this weekend. So he's clearly feeling pretty good after he returned from uh, 
injury. He's been kind of playing on the third line with Gavin Bayrutha for the most part, which I don't love. Uh, I've talked a little bit before about Bayrutha and how I feel about him in particular, uh, but he got moved up that game. Uh, he ended with 20 minutes of ice time, so he spent a bunch of time with uh, Wierenski in that uh, in that game. Uh, everyone else, defenseman-wise, seemed to do pretty well. He was, I think, second in ice time for defensemen. So yeah, he played a bunch of time with with Wierenski, and I think that's that's deserved. I have liked seeing Jake Bean there on uh, Wierenski's left wing, I guess. Not wing, but you know what I mean. Uh, I've liked seeing Wierenski and Bean together, is what I'm saying. Uh, but B with Wierenski and Boquist seems to be clicking. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how successful it'll be with having our two most roving defensemen on the same line. Uh, I I really liked uh, Gavrikov and Boquist at the start of the season. I thought that was that was good. That was a solid top four as well in that we had, you know, one guy who loves to rove and a guy who is a little bit more defensive. Uh, Bean is not as much of a shutdown defenseman as Gavrikov is, but I that was a really solid top four for me. Uh, and then Andrew Peake, who, again, I have really liked. Uh, did not have a great night against St. Louis. He and Gavrikov, I believe, were minus four on the night, so not great. Um, but I I have liked him a lot. Uh, I like I, I think even if he's on the third period, on the third period, he'll still get plenty of ice time. Bayreuth has got to go, man. Send him back to Cleveland. Like, put Gabriel Carlson in. I miss Dean Kukan. Uh, I had missed the news somehow that he had a fractured wrist. I don't think it was ever officially announced, uh, but it was mentioned on the broadcast the other night, and I was like, oh, okay, so that's where he's been. Uh, he's probably out for a little while longer, but I don't know. Put put Carlson in. Put Scott Harrington in at this point. Uh, Gavin Bayreuth is just frustrating me every single time he's on the ice, it feels like. Um, other, other things I liked about the game, uh, I can't think of any, really. Uh, the special teams were good. We talked about that a little bit already. Uh, we continue to improve on the, uh, power play and the penalty kill. Uh, I don't know that we moved up in the rankings, but we are doing... Okay. Yeah, Blue Jackets are now 10th in power play at 21.8%, which unheard of, in my opinion, uh, and 12th on the, the penalty kill at 84.2%. So yeah, we do continue to climb slowly in both both of our special teams, which is great, good news. Uh, but I think special teams, face-offs, Boquist, those are the good things about the game. Uh, everything else, I mean, some things were bad. Some things I just didn't like. I don't think the line changes worked. Uh, we swapped Sillinger and Roslovic. So Sillinger played uh, with Hoffman and Domi, which is uh, a very fun line, but also has none defense. Zero. Nada. No defense on that line. Uh, and honestly, I, I have liked 
Chinakov, Sillinger, and Voracek as a line. I think they've they've really clicked. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why we split them up. It's because of the piss poor attempt on uh, Friday against Vancouver that basically everyone was terrible in, uh, apart from the fourth line, because go figure. Um, so I get the the urge to split things up and mix them around. I don't think it worked. I would like our original lines back. Uh, Patrick Line should be back in the next couple of weeks, I think. I feel like it's been about four weeks since he got injured. Uh, I would have to... I would have to, to double check, but I feel like he's probably due back soon, and that'll likely, sh- you know, shuffle the lines again a little bit. I imagine Hoffman will probably be the the one to go out based on uh, performance. I'm not super mad about it as long as they don't take Chidikov out, then I'm good because I think Chidikov has really been improving. Uh, because he scored against Vancouver before he got waved off being offside, but he's kind of really coming into his own, um, and hopefully we'll see Sillinger back on his line against Nashville on Tuesday, I believe, is is the, the next game, uh, so enough time to go home, get yelled at, figure out how to not allow six goals in a game, but, well, I have one more thing, actually, uh, and it's more of a full mini debate than like a point about this game in particular uh so we are gonna take a quick break to talk about built bar because built bar is back it is the best monday of the year it is cyber monday tomorrow and built.com is the place to aim your mouse get at least 20 percent off everything delicious and healthy that is 20 percent off site-wide and even bigger discounts on built boost broth and built swag and a brand new built bar flavor has landed just in time for cyber monday it is caramel almond delight and that sounds just delicious honestly it's got caramelized chocolate it's got almonds it's delightful so make sure to get yours before they're gone and maybe you're craving some white chocolate for christmas for a limited time get a special new built bar puffs flavor we've got white chocolate cheesecake in the store Filled with a marshmallowy center and covered in white chocolate, it sounds good as hell. Tis the season to save and to give your taste buds the gift of Built Bar. Get to Built.com for these incredible tasting new bars and 20% off everything. Head to Built.com and enter code LOCKED20 before it's too late. I've also got to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline is back and better than ever. They've got a whole new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season. Make sure you head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas Hero games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Okay, so we need to talk about goaltending. Because it's starting to become, not an issue, but I think 
at the start of the season, it was very much, okay, we're pretty sure that Elvis is going to be the goalie of the future. We've given him a big extension. Uh, and, you know, there was all that talk about how Corpus Allo is playing for his extension this season, I think. Uh, but I don't think this tandem is working anymore. Um, the thing about Corpus Allo is that Corpus Allo has always been a goalie that plays better the more he plays. He was a terrible backup because he was only playing once every two weeks or once every three weeks or whatever, or if there was a back-to-back. And his starts, you know, they start off pretty equal at the start of the season, and then as Elvis was playing better, he got more and more starts, which I'm not opposed to. I think Elvis is the better goalie, and I think we are a better team with Elvis as our goalie. But the less ice time Corpusalo has been getting, his performance has been slipping. And I think that's something that we should have really expected. Uh, he wasn't bad last night, I don't think. He was probably one of the better players, which I know sounds stupid considering he allowed six goals on 30-something shots. But he made some fantastic saves. He got left out to dry by his defense a lot of the time. So I'm not willing to put that loss entirely on Corpusalo. However... We need to do something about the goaltending before our hand is forced. Um, and I know it's very much a case of, oh, well, what if, you know, having two starting goalies is a good problem to have. And like, yes, I agree to a point, but Corpusalo is not playing well uh, or not playing as well as I think we we need him to be, and I think there are teams out there that can play him as a starting goalie and can really succeed, and unfortunately, the longer he plays like this in Columbus, and the longer his stats are like, he's at like a sub-850 save percentage right now, it's not good, like, the longer he continues to play like this, uh, the more his draft, his trade value tanks, um, and while I think that there are teams out there that we could easily fleece for goaltending. The longer we drag this out, the lower his value drops. I know that there was thought of maybe flipping him at the deadline, but it's rare that goaltenders get flipped at the deadline because usually if a team is making the playoffs, they already have two strong goalies. Um, so, I don't know. If it was me, I would have pulled the plug over the, over the summer. Uh, I would have maybe done it earlier this season. But something something needs to, to give with the goaltending situation. And it's clearly not going to be Muslikins, who is, you know, the goaltender of the future. Massive extension. We just talked about it. Corpusalo, expiring UFA, playing himself out of trade consideration at this moment in time. And if we don't trade him before the trade deadline, then he walks for nothing, which is frustrating. I don't think there's a, I don't see a scenario where Corpusalo is in a Blue Jackets uniform next season. I just don't see it. Uh, I think next season it is Muslikins with uh, Tarasov backing him up, or potentially Brube backing him up while we continue to develop Tarasov, or maybe a mystery option that we haven't thought of. Maybe we sign a veteran backup goalie for a couple of seasons to support Elvis. I don't know what the answer is, but 
the answer is almost certainly not going to be Jonas Corposalo longer than this season. Um, and I like I get that it's tough to it's tough to trade goalies. It is because you're never going to get what a goalie is worth. But I would be surprised if we get more than a second round pick for Corposalo. Um, and I know that Kekalainen likely wants more than that. And I know that Kekalainen probably doesn't want to trade Corposalo anyway because, like I say, having two starting goalies is is a really good problem to have. But unfortunately, only one of them is really playing like a starting goalie at the minute. And the it's kind of a, a self-fulfilling prophecy, like vicious cycle type thing because the worse Corposalo plays, the less ice time he'll get. And the less ice time he gets, the less chance he will have to get back into a rhythm, you know, his best season was his first season as a starter when he was playing, you know, 60% of the games, and he was an all-star, or he was supposed to be before he got broken by Chicago, um, the more he plays, the better he is, and he should get the chance to do that for a team that doesn't have a starting goalie, um, Arizona springs to mind, uh, Buffalo springs to mind, um, like ostensibly Seattle could use him, their goaltending has been horrible so far this season, uh, which I don't think anyone expected because, you know, Grubauer, but uh, he he should go somewhere where they're going to play him, you know, 50 games a season or more, because this, at the minute, it's it's not working out in Columbus. And that sucks, because I, I do genuinely like Corposalo, uh, and I I think he's a good goalie, but he's not a good backup. Some guys just aren't good backups, so it's, I don't know, something, something's got to give, and it's got to be Corposalo. It's not going to be Muslikins, like, it just isn't. Um, so that's, that's my two cents on the, the goaltending situation tm uh, and i think that's all i've got for you today tomorrow we will be back uh, with our normal monday to friday schedule now that it's not the holidays and everything's not messed up uh, so tomorrow we'll do a, a monsters monday we'll check in with the ahl team and how they're doing because they're doing pretty good it looks like uh, so we'll, we'll do a check-in with them and then on tuesday we'll preview the nashville predators with Anne kimmel of locked on predators so exciting things to listen out for. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. If you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at newbell.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.